Welcome back to the premiere Legend of Zelda Travelogue podcast. We are your tour guides. My name is Pete. And my name's Chris. Hey, Pete. Hello, hello, hello. A lot has happened since the last time we sat down and recorded a Hello Hyrule episode yep. seven calendar days ago. <laughs> As of this recording, the Discord is live. I know we mentioned it in the travel brochure like three episodes ago or four episodes ago, but we're kind of you know, backlogging a lot of these episodes and recording them each week. Uh-huh. Uh, so as of now, the Discord's officially live, and we have a, a nice chunk of people in there. Way more in the first week than I thought there'd be. Way more. And <laughs> it is getting fuck wild in here. I mean, the good news is everyone's being super cool and chill and respectful, but like everyone's like kind of becoming friends and like sharing their favorite things about the Zelda games. Yep. And almost too excitedly, we, we created a little kitchen area for people. <laughs> Where people are just uh, throwing hypotheticals out back and forth about what what does this taste like or what does that taste like? Pete, I think yesterday you were participating in a conversation about eating the tour bus. (laughs) Yes, yes. You can eat the tour bus. There is a trade secret to eating the tour bus. There's also been like so many great theories and so many, you know, great opinions about like, oh, well, if you do this timeline next, you can, you know, talk about these things or this time. I I think you should do this timeline because I love these moments, Mm -hmm. like just so much great back and forth in there. Um, and we also have like a music channel that people have been posting in and, and a general gaming channel to talk about non-Zelda games. Yeah. It's been a real blast to see people communicate the past week. Chris, we made a community. <laughs> I guess. I mean, there's, well, there's like a part of my brain that's like, well, no, a community existed and we just kind of gave them a place to talk. I guess. But but I'm super, I mean, hey, I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of, uh, you know, seeing y'all in there and, and, and being creative with each other. It's such a cool thing. And if you listen to the show and it sounds like it's up your alley, I hope we see you in there over the coming weeks. Uh, it, it truly is a blast and a positive space. We have a lot of good uh, emotes, too. We also have a lot of good emotes. <laughs> One of them is Groose wearing cool sunglasses, and then one of them is Link wearing cool sunglasses. There's two kinds of people in the world, and you you covered them both. Good for us. Yeah. And then there's a third shadow person, and that person is a sassy Donkey Kong emote. (laughs) That one's just for me. (laughs) The third person. Anyway... We're not here to talk about emotes and Donkey Kong. What are we talking about today, Pete? You sure? Because I could probably talk about like how I feel about Donkey Kong's voice in the trailers for the Mario movie, but... Not here. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Today, we are headed to the, I think, first ever in the timeline, Hyrule Field! (laughs) 
Hyrule Field. Holy cow, this feels like a big moment. Oh, wait, no, hang on, I'm wrong. We've hit Hyrule Field in Minish Cap. Oh. Now, now, I, it, here's uh, the thing, though. It did change a bit. It did. You know, different changes in the landscape or changes in where, like, different locations are. I'm pretty sure Castletown has expanded since it was Hyrule Town in Minish Cap, and, like, it probably encroached on Hyrule Field a bit. Yeah, it's still kind of that central point between a bunch of other areas. Uh, which it, it was also in the Minish Cap? Not exactly, because uh, Hyrule Town in Minish Cap was the central point, and Hyrule Field was, like, around it. Oh, you're right. Like, there was a North Hyrule Field. There isn't one anymore. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so so kind of taking a step back in the in the franchise and looking at Hyrule Fields, we have Breath of the Wild, in which... Hyrule Field is just kind of like a robot cemetery. It's kind of everything, though. Like, there's tons of it. There's tons of it, but I always think of, like, in front of the castle gates, where it's like there are some guardians and there are some half-buried. Oh, okay. We have Twilight Princess, and, like, Twilight Princess is, it kind of is like, okay, what if they took this one from Ocarina of Time and we just really stretched it out? Yeah. Made some big old bridges. And add almost nothing to it. There's, yeah, I'm not gonna, look, I like like Twilight Princess a lot, but yeah, I'm not going to super defend Hyrule Field there. It mm. is a little bit empty. There are bugs. There, there are more bugs. If you like bugs. What more do you need? There are darkness gates. There are twilight gates. There's monsters. There's, mo- there's some monsters. More monsters there than there are here, weirdly. Let me let me ask you something really quick, Chris. Hyrule Field in Twilight Princess versus Skyrule versus the Great Sea. My favorite or? All three are very big and open and, you know, don't have like a ton going going on yeah apart from monsters what, what do you think as far as my preference yeah that's such a hard one you think so i have so like it's hard for me to not feel nostalgia for sky rule that's like unreasonable because of the show i feel like <laughs> like there's a part of my brain that thinks the answer might be wind waker it might be the great sea that's where my head's been at too honestly yeah. i mean this was like a generation where they were trying out a lot of different bigger fields mm-hmm. some things about each of them hit and some things about each of them didn't the thing i think they're all good but i'm glad that we got to the next level with things like breath of the wild the thing the thing about uh the great sea for me and wind waker is that like you kind of just like let the ship go on its own and like you're sitting there for a while that's fair Mm -hmm. but like the waves are going up and down you know like you can you know maybe get a couple jumps maybe yeah the 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 sky turns from day to night and you can discover stuff out there in you know in the world the other two you don't really get that you can like maybe discover a couple of islands that have like a goddess chest that is not unlocked yet in skyward sword there's the uh what is that that big tornado that levias is behind in skyward sword the thunderhead the thunderhead like the moment you kind of discover the thunderhead is kind of cool it's okay it's okay but i think yeah like wind waker has the advantage of like the ghost ship which is an incredible thing to come across yes or like big octos which i think are very cool to come across yeah they have like events hidden around the world which is really nice yeah i I think i've been saying since skyward sword that the franchise needs more like action set pieces yeah i agree and i think that we get those in breath of the wild and i think that hopefully we'll get them in tears of the kingdom i think well if we got it in one we'll probably get in the other anyway let's get back to ocarina of time so we exit kokiri forest Yes. And we enter Hyrule Field. Not quite. And before we get into the big Hyrule Field proper, we do have one <laughs> tiny little cutscene. Yeah, no, we're uh, confronted by a massive bird of prey. And how do you pronounce this bird's name? K 
Okay, Pora Gabora. Okay. I just want to make sure you say it first because uh, I've been saying things pretty wrong the past few episodes. That is right, though, right? It's Kapora Gabora. Is it Gabora or Gapora? Gabora is Zelda's dad in Skyward Sword. Is the whole point of the name because he flips his head upside down? Uh huh. To, oh, by the way, this is a massive owl. In case you you didn't know, it's it's a massive owl. If you've been following along with us, this owl is going to look a whole lot like the principal of Skyloft. Weird, huh? There's probably no connection there. No real connection there, I don't think. No. But maybe that's where he got the name. Oh, where he got his name? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the kayfabe, right? That that might be where the owl got the name. That's interesting. Because if you think about it, Kapora might have been the first king of Hyrule once everybody landed. I mean, are, are we all creatures of Hylia? You know, is it Hylia's will that- We're all Hylia's children, Chris. We're, we're all Hylia's children, right? So Gapora in Skyward Sword was part of Hylia's plan at that period of time, and and just as well this one is here. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I mean that could be if you want a, an easy way to write off why characters look the same and have the same names. Uh-huh. Boom, there you go, Hylia. I'm not about to. I'm not about to suggest that like Gabora, the headmaster of the night school, got reincarnated as an owl. That's not where I'm going with this because I think we do have an idea of who the owl is, right? Oh, we fully do. Yeah. Okay, because I wasn't sure if, if that was clear, if it was like definite, or if it was like just hinted. I, I maybe I've maybe listen. There have been things that I have assumed and interpreted in this game as fact, and have realized, <laughs> oh, they're super not. So I guess we'll find out along the way. Anyway, uh, Gabora says, "Link, up here, it appears the time has finally come for you to start your adventure. You'll encounter many hardships ahead. That is your fate. Don't feel discouraged, even during the toughest times. Go straight this way, and you will see Hyrule Castle. You'll meet a princess there." Stay on the dirt road, especially at night. <laughs> and what's what's cool here is while he's telling us to go to Hyrule Castle, and realistically, that's our next objective. Yeah. At this point, everything's kind of open. We could go to the Lost Woods. We could go to Gerudo Valley. We can go to Lake Hylia. We can go to Lom Lom Ranch. We can go to Hakuriko Village. A lot of that doesn't really go anywhere, though, until you, you know, know some people. I mean, you can't go like to Death Mountain, right? You, the, Not really. The dude blocks you off there. But I think the rest of them, you can kind of poke around. Poke around is a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, because like you get to the entrance of Gerudo Valley and, you know, you can't really go in. Right. You get right, to right. you get to you get to Zora River, which you off to what the east and mm-hmm. there's like boulders blocking the way. Can't go that way. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a way to Lake Hylia. You can like climb a couple ladders to, to get to Lake Hylia, but there's not really anything you can do. I think you can fish. You can fish in Lake Hylia. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of the places, they'll fill up with NPCs and they'll open up a bit more as the story kind of progresses. But but yeah, I mean, you're presented with a, a big open map that, you know, maybe it's a little bit shallow, but it's still kind of cool. It's a cool, like it's by 1998 standards, it's pretty cool. Yes, exactly. It's only shallow by today's standards. Every, like from N64, this is the epitome, <laughs> the zenith of N- of gameplay. Epitome? Is it epitome? Or- Did I say epitome? Whatever. <laughs> all right do you want to talk about a general description of hyrule field it's a big field uh it goes on for a long way a lot of sky (laughs) there's a lot of sky the walls are entirely like stone like you're in like blood gulch almost uh, from halo yeah yeah blocking you in the the so what you're referring to is like the the wall texture which is i believe trees most of the way around there's an area around gerudo valley that's like rock wall it's it's it is just like a giant green 
somewhat circular area. Yeah. Um, for the most part, green. It's got some some chunks. At the center, there's a big farm. Uh, it, yeah, hey, seems like a cool place. Maybe we'll go there some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Lon Lon Ranch. We're going to talk about that in its own episode. Over to the east, we've got some very intriguing sights. Uh, you've got Death Mountain. Oh, you mean in the distance. In the distance. I love the way death mountain looks from hyrule field i think this is one of the coolest things about hyrule field if not the coolest yeah honestly like you that we were just being introduced to the idea of stuff far away that you can go to in games right yeah like gra- granted it wasn't it wasn't like breath of the wild where if you see it you can go there it wasn't it's not that kind of thing you weren't getting that kind of thing on super nintendo as far as i can remember no for sure not no this is 3d this is i mean that's kind of the dream of 3d game design right is you're in a big world and it actually mm-hmm. feels like it's a fully scalable world yeah right so so in the northeast section of hyrule field there are some hilly grassy areas where if you look in the distance you see death mountain the volcano that is death mountain and it's got a <laughs> halo of smoke circling around it which is just such a cool sight the 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 mountain known as death mountain <laughs> yes the mountain known as death the mountain formerly known as elden volcano oh hang on hang on now do we think that's the case do we know like do we know for a fact the Elder Volcano is Death Mountain? Okay, fine. The mountain formerly known as Mount Crenel. <laughs> <laughs> is that easier? Is that easier to accept? It could be. It could be. Maybe. Some other quick sites. So a lot of it is like hilly grasslands. There are some like sort of stone uh, lookouts that are placed around the world as well that I guess maybe serve a purpose for like, I don't know. I, this is a castle in the north area of Hyrule Fields. Maybe it's like sort of like a protective wall to hold forces back oh. or like maybe it's just a general walkway. I'm not sure what the bricks are for. Yeah, the gray bricks. Yeah. I mean, you're showing me a couple pictures here, but I think if you've played Ocarina of Time, you've been in Hyrule Field, you know what Chris is referring to. This It's just like these... If you're a grown adult, this is shin height, a single block of Minecraft bricks. Yeah. Like that guess goes in a line across a cliff face. And I'm not sure what it's for. Yeah. It's hard to say what the purpose is other than they needed to, they wanted to do a little bit more design in Hyrule Field uh-huh. because it was kind of big and empty. So this was- Is it just to delay you from jumping off a cliff? Maybe. Maybe. Because it's it's not going to stop you. It certainly doesn't. It just slows you down a little bit. Just like a lot of the fences that you're going to find around here, they're not going to stop you. Although, can we talk, am I jumping too far ahead? There is one spot in the game where whether, regardless of whether you're in the present or the future, there is one spot in uh, a, like a wire fence or something like that. Is that near Gerudo or is it near? uh... It's closer to Kokiri, actually. Okay. If I recall correctly, where if you follow the dirt path off to the west, you'll run across this way up a hill and like the dirt path will be cut off by this fence. But if you look off to the side, there is a hole in the fence, meaning like I, I think someone messed up with the textures or something. Interesting. I'm not aware of where you're referring to exactly. You don't know what I mean? Okay, because I've every single time I've played this game, this has stood out to me, and they don't fix this in the 3DS remake. Interesting. I mean, do you get the idea that it served, it was like a structure that served a purpose and maybe... I Because like, okay, if it's in Kokiri Forest... Yeah, Nothing is getting out really or coming into Kokiri Forest, but we do know that Link's mother, we spoke about this in the last episode, Link's mother found her way into Kokiri Forest to to drop Link off during the Hyrule Civil War. Okay. Is it it maybe uh, uh, an area where she was able to breach? (laughs) Is this, is, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
So <laughs> I'm describing what I'm pretty sure is just like a design error. <laughs> no, no. The, in the level. No, no. Uh, when okay. you give yourself over to the to lore brain, <laughs> there are no design errors. So, so you are positing that Link's mom at some point while escaping a war uh-huh. or a battlefield or something had to bust through this fence. <laughs> What what is going to fill you with adrenaline enough to break through barriers more than protecting your child? And no one decided to to clean this up when like the treaty was signed or whatever that made the war stop? I don't know. <laughs> um separate from that, there are also something something I do kind of like on, about Hyrule Field. Uh there are a lot of little like meadows in the field itself, like little areas where where trees are sprouting. Oh yeah, copses, uh, little pockets of trees, yeah. Little pockets of trees. And we'll talk about some design stuff with trees in Hyrule Field maybe in in a minute or two. Honestly, there's there's not a lot of reason to go into those spots a lot of the time unless you were hunting holes to unless drop into. Unless you're hunting holes, which let's be honest, if you're playing the 100% completion or, you know, if you're playing a randomizer, you're probably hunting holes. Oh my god. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you could find one of the most I think I found the mirror shield in a hole in the center of Kakariko Village. Huh. Wow. That's a that's a great discovery. Also, we have... So we talked about Death Mountain in the northeast. Yeah. In the southern area of Hyrule Field, we have this little fence, this little weird structure that's blocking off Lake Hylia. You're talking about like the black iron fence that is like lined by... It's just like a heavily... It's like part fort... Like they put like a fortress like here, like a blockade. Yeah. Can you actually... I know earlier in the episode, I said you could go to Lake Hylia at this point, but I don't think you can... Can you not get over that without Epona? You can. You can actually... Okay, there's a ladder? Yeah, uh, off to the side, because you can, if you look off to the right of that little blockade there, there's like uh, some brick walls. On the right side, there's actually a hidden ladder that you can climb up. Right on, okay. I'm not sure what cause there is to have... Now that I think about it, what is Epona for? What is Epona for? What is Epona for if you can just get to Lake Hylia this way? Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I remember now. You can use Epona to get into Gerudo Valley early if you want to. Yes, you can. You could jump the broken bridge in Gerudo Valley. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just kind of feels like they... Okay, let's be honest about what Hyrule Field is. Hyrule Field is a hub that allows you to go into the four or five bespoke areas that really are this game, right? It's Yes. It's kind of like like a quiet main area in comparison to the other areas. You, quiet. It's a war zone in the present. Kind of. What is- Chris, what, okay. I'm so sick of, I'm so sick of, I know we're not doing monsters yet, but I'm so sick of P-hats. Why don't we do, why don't we do monsters? Well, oh, all right. I mean, I have one or two other things to say, but I can save that for after monsters. Yeah, let's, let's just dive into monsters. There are pretty much two types of enemies that we're going to find in Hyrule Field. Maybe, maybe three, depending on your definition of enemies. Uh, uh, well, yes. Enemy type number one is P-Hats. Uh, relentless. Gigantic. Yeah. These things are kind of wild looking in this game, right? Monsanto been through here. This place is like these, <laughs> these P-Hats have grown to ginormous sizes. They're very big. I mean, let's be clear. You see them as soon as you leave Kokiri Forest and there are some like to the left of you. And they're like pineapples lodged into the ground, essentially. Right. I think they're actually called killer pineapples or some pun on that bait in Germany. What? That's wild. Yeah, there's it's some portmanteau of killer and pineapple. And so the thing about P-hats in this game 
is that when you get they're not like just always hostile they're actually very docile and quiet for a bit Mm -hmm. but then when you get close to them they launch out of the ground with propeller blades at their base and they start launching smaller pea hats at you Uh all of the pea hats just start circling you while while you are trying to fend off the massive helicopter blades that are that the main pea hat is slinging at you Mm -hmm. it also fires off baby P or oh I'm sorry no I'm sorry Chris P hat larva they're called ha- this game really likes the concept of larva that's true didn't we have like goma larva it was larva? goma larva skipping ahead a little bit they're not called dodongo larva they're just called baby dodongo but they are very larva like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah P hat larva are just smaller P hats like they're almost exactly the same looking thing so hang on a second so the regular P hats from Minish Cap etc uh have those been just larvae the whole time because they're the smaller variant yeah or like it's hard to see pers- it's pers- it's a perspective thing <laughs> okay all right i can take that but okay so if p hats known as plants at this point we know that they're plants right what does it mean that a plant has larvae or larvae oh that is an interesting point i didn't even think about that what are p hats i mean p hats are listen let's not act like we didn't just have an episode where we talked about deku baba <laughs> Well, I, I don't know if we could, if Deku Baba are going to have, because they, they repopulate with seeds. We've seen them. Okay. Do they make Deku Baba larvae? We see two different sizes of Deku Baba. I guess that's true. I I mean, it's not like that far-fetched. I don't like this. I don't like. I don't like it either. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not having fun with, I'm not enjoying uh, these ideas, but. Not to mention, by the way, bug type and grass type together, and they are not any weaker to fire. <laughs> Call shenanigans. Have you hit these? guys with fire with like fire arrows yeah they don't, i'm pretty sure they don't do any extra damage pretty sure if they don't do any extra damage it's because like i don't think this does this game melt ice enemies with fire oh i guess it kind of does oh i think it does i think i think that one actually does oh yeah that is shenanigans huh in any case massive p hat it is going to like come at you with its helicopter blades like until it is dead or until the sun goes down yeah it swipes it swipes its blades at you it's genuinely pretty scary stuff especially if you're a kid in 1998 i'd imagine it does make its soft underbelly like very available (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. oh they're not hard to fight they're not hard to fight no the the larvae those are annoying something that's interesting it can cycle between day and night in hyrule field and at night pea hats only create larvae they don't emerge from the ground if you get close which is like they're tired right well sure i mean also sleeping they just chuck their kids at you there's no photosynthesis happening there's exactly there you go but but their kids do it well yeah but if they chase you long enough and don't kill you or die then they will go home okay interesting good to know yeah, I don't have too much else about P-Hats. Not Navi says defend with your shields. Doesn't really give much insight. <laughs> if you so one thing, one thing I want to mention, if you and you mentioned this a bit earlier, if you stick to roads in Hyrule Field, they will not come out and, and attack you. Who? P-Hats. Really? If you stick to the dirt roads in Hyrule Field, and this will be a recurring thing with the enemies we're about to talk to in a minute. Yeah. The enemies will not it is safe on those roads. Yeah, the yeah, the next enemy is what I was referring to earlier. I didn't know that P- Yes, also abide by that. 
that. When I was doing research today, I found that. Interesting. Okay. Which I like that. From a design perspective, I like that. They, it's like, listen, if you want to be safe, just take these roads. If you want to go fast, it's a little more dangerous. Well, if you want to go fast, you walk backwards. If you want to go fast, you hold targeting and then you jump to the side, but you have yeah. to kind of aim yourself at your destination first. Yeah. Right. That that only works if you're go, like going downhill, though. Like, But if you are targeting forward and walk backwards, that is consistent. Pete, I've gotten so good at weird Z-targeting movement in this game. <laughs> it's genuinely kind of fun to me at this point. It's not optimized. This game is not optimized for swift gameplay. You know what this game is optimized for, though? Magma? Beat. Ah, uh, yeah, magma. I was going to say beating the <laughs> snot out of skeletons. <laughs> so we also have stall children here. Stall children, which, as we know, burrow out from the ground. Okay. With their big old mole claws. Okay, you're proposing one thing. I'm going to propose another thing. I don't think either of the things that we're thinking about stall children are correct, but let's have a little <laughs> bit of fun with stall children. Uh, before we do, let's talk about these enemies. You only see them in the child version. Yes. That's interesting. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, there's not a lot to say about Hyrule Field in the future, so we can probably just say it now without, you know, save us a trip. But uh, in the future, you just have one type of enemy in Hyrule Field, which goes across day or night, mm -hmm. and you only see them in certain spots. So by and large, in the future, Hyrule Field is safer than it is in the past. By and large, it is. It's kind of messed up. <laughs> it is kind of messed up. I do kind of have a theory about it, and it's less lorry worry Okay. And more gamey wamey Okay. Do you want to save that for after we talk about Stall Children, or? Oh, yeah. Well, we approach that in a minute. So, uh, Stall Children do uh, attack in pairs, which is something unique. Right. They can have a buddy. They will attack you from sundown to sunrise only. Right. And they take a couple of swipes to kill. If you kill 10 of them, which doesn't take a lot of time at all. No. Suddenly a really big one pops up out of the ground well i mean if you kill if you kill 10 regular size ones then they become bigger but if you kill 10 of those bigger ones then a massive one shows up are you sure about that positive is that a 3ds thing because i i was under the impression that if you kill 10 you get a pair one of which is bigger it's something like that they they do they start to increase in size is the point but okay. if you kill enough of the larger ones then an even bigger one shows up which if you kill them all night it'll take like the entire night to do so so you'll see like maybe just one or two of the massive ones uh right before dawn and if you kill one of the massive ones you get a red rupee that's very cool which by the way something very interesting about this whole like size differentials with <laughs> with stall children is that no matter what their size is their stats don't change so they still die as quickly and they don't deal any additional damage which is kind of nice because like it's daunting it can definitely be daunting to see a big one but they're pretty easy to battle it's it's nice to, I mean, especially if you kill enough through the night that you see the big one, like it's, and it has enough hits that, you know, it'll just absorb everything you throw until dawn hits and you don't actually get to kill it. Then that would be kind of a bummer. I agree. I agree. Oh, by the way, one more thing about stall children. In addition to not spawning, if you're on the road, they also won't spawn if you're wearing the bunny hood. Yes, they won't spawn if you're wearing the bunny hood, which I really like. And that kind of goes to my theory of why there are less enemies, if any enemies at all 
all in the future. Uh-huh. I think it's a technical. I think maybe it could be. And if anyone knows that I'm wrong, please correct me. I think it could be a technical limitation of the N64. I think with Link speeding around the map, it's harder to load in enemies and have them have their own AI functioning separately from Link. Okay. Because if you think about the future, you've got a Pona and you're kind of soaring through Hyrule. Oh. So I think okay. in an effort to not have to like worry about loading the map at that speed, as well as multiple AI behaviors, they kind of just lessen the amount of enemies. So in that case, that you get one enemy at a time. I'm not basing that off of anything in the actual code or anything no, that, that I've seen anywhere. That makes sense. That could be the case. Um, anyway, another fun fact about Stall Children, if you hit them from the front, you bonk their, you bonk their dang heads off. <laughs> Right, right. Which is always fun in a game. I love it when, like, skeleton enemies, you can, you know, take their parts off. Yeah. So one thing, I guess let's get comfy now. Let's let's sit back a little bit and let's put on our lore hats for a second. Oh, my posture is bad enough. I think I'll stay as where I'm at. So one thing we haven't really talked about is the fact that Hyrule Castle is to the north here, right? Yeah. We've got the drawbridge. Drawbridge goes down during the day yep. uh, to Castle Town, allows you in. Otherwise, it's up at night. Yeah. Uh, when the stall children come out, the drawbridge is up. Right. Let's talk about, you know, I'm not saying that this is this isn't really a theory that i've been thinking about for very long but i want to i want to have a little bit of fun with hyrule field because there's not a lot going on in this episode anyway please give me your half-baked theory what did we talk about at the end of the last episode what was the big story event that we talked about at the end of the great deku tree episode oh uh, revelation of link's mom and whatnot link's mom in an effort to get away from the hyrule civil war that was happening between the royal family and the royal army and some other fort and some evil the, forces uh, i think it was like every species was at war with each other if i understood right you know link's mom dropped link off at the forest blah 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 if a war were to take place in hyrule where from places we've seen where do you think it, it may take place uh, well i mean you find a lot of like blockade like you find that blockade over by lake hylia i mean that's really the only thing hinting at that it being here but i mean this is a giant field between the castle and all of these other you know areas connecting hyrule like i, th- I do think it is not far fresh to think at least some battles may have taken place here that being said i agree with you it is very clean generally speaking <laughs> like the war could have happened long ago we don't really know how far away from the war we are i mean i think it was relatively fresh if get because ganondorf like swore fealty at the end of the war didn't he right so the point you're getting at is like why are there no signs of like destruction of yes, war m- mostly fences so bear with me on this I- I'm bearing. We do know at the end of the Hyrulean Civil War, the royal family used the Sheikah to kind of clean things up when things were going south, right? Sort of. Like, that's kind of where the relationship between the Sheikah and the royal family was established. I mostly know they tortured some folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that they did some bad stuff, and we're going to talk about that bad stuff in the Shadow Temple. Something else we've learned from the Shadow Temple is that the royal family does not want there to be any signs of any of this uh, for (laughs) for the people of the town. So much so that normal town 
folk are, are now in Kakariko Village befriending, you know, the Sheikah. And well, I mean, all the Sheikah are gone from Kakariko in this game, I think. Fair enough. But like, I don't think it is completely far-fetched to think that if they deployed Sheikah, they would have gotten the Sheikah to have cleaned up any signs of whatever methods that the Sheikah would have used wait. To, to defeat opponents. Wait, 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 wait. Are you suggesting that Hyrule Field in this game doesn't have much going on inside of it because like the war was cleaned up? I am thinking, I'm, I'm saying that, and, and I want to shout out, I do think uh, when, when looking up interesting things about Hyrule Field, Hyrule Game. I think his name is on YouTube, has a theory that kind of goes along with this. But I do think that the reason why we see Stalfos here could be because there was a Hyrule Civil War here. Okay. And the skeleton are supposed to be representative of the dead uh, rising back. Boy, that was a long walk for a short drink, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. But also, like, we do know the Shadow Temple is underground somewhere, right? Yeah. They These creatures could have all been taken down to the Shadow Temple, and this is them kind of rising back up. We see a ton of skeletons So they're, there. they're burrowing Bugs Bunny-like up back towards here where they died? I mean, they could be. They could just be trying to get back to land. The one thing I will say is, if you take the theory that Stalfos, and it's not a theory, like, it's explicitly stated, Stalfos are supposed to be people who are lost in the Lost Woods. Stalfos. Stalfos. Oh, but these are stall children is what you're saying. Yes. Okay, okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs> they're small. They're much smaller. They're, they're not shaped like humans, like Stalfos. There's there's Stalfos in this game that look like human skeletons. Fair enough. You're right. Okay, so it still could be a, a theory that works out. Or, or, just hear me out, Chris. Sure. They're the bones of the magma. Ooh, I like that too. <laughs> I'm fine with either one. I just wanted to pose a what-if scenario since we had so much fun talking about the Hyrulean Civil War last episode. I have a lot of thoughts about the Hyrulean Civil War. Very little of it has to do with Hyrule Field. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Although, like, you know, I mean, you can make an argument for, like, the, the barricade before Lake Hylia. That could maybe explain that. There you go. There are a lot of structures here that could be kind of explained as, like, protecting the castle and castle town. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't talk about what happens in the future. You know what, actually, Chris, I think there is a couple things we could talk about in the future. So do you want to, like, take a trip real quick? I could go to the future. All right. So first things first, we're talking about monsters still. There's only one monster here in the future. It's Pose. Pose. We're doing a Pohan. Well, unless you count Big Pose, which has its, you know, Navi will differentiate the two. Big Pose are the dead who have a bigger spirit, more heart to them. Except when you kill a Poe, it drops the spirit. Like the spirit is, you know what I mean? Like you can, there's a Poe soul. So like a Poe is its own thing, I guess. Yeah. Well, see, I knew you were going to mention the Poe in the future and I was going to say, well, what if, like, the stall children that crawl their way back up into Hyrule Field no. decay over time and just become the spirits? Wait, okay, hang on. So They lose their physical form. But a Poe is a physical form, though. Uh, no, a Poe is kind of a ghost. Hang on, hang on. We're, we're hearing Gini territory again, okay? Remember we talked about this? Are like, Gini's and Poe's, are they ghosts, like, straight up just ghosts? Are they the ghosts of monsters? Are they the ghosts of people? Or are they just monsters that are kind of ghosty? They got a ghost vibe. Well, Pete, I don't know if I have an answer for you, but I think I know someone who might. Oh, really? Okay. It is the owner of this week's Hyrule Business Highlight, The Ghost Shop. 
Okay, we're kind of cheating because the ghost shop is technically in Hyrule, in Castletown, like the yeah. the shop itself. It's Hyrule Field adjacent. Yeah, the whole quest takes place in Hyrule Field, so we're going to talk about it here because when we yeah. do Castletown, we're going to want to talk about other stuff. Plus, there's so many other shops in Castletown. You're not going to miss one. So many. So we enter the ghost shop in the future, and there is a little bit of a weirdo in here. Yeah. It's kind of like the barracks of the drawbridge, the ghost shop. Is that what that place is? Is yeah. it a barracks? Because like in, in the present, this little guardhouse is just home to pots. Yeah, I guess it's a guardhouse. Unless like they, unless the guards sleep on those two or three crates by the wall. Oh wait, there is a bed, isn't there? There's a bed. There's a bed and a picture of a Triforce behind the bed, which is a whole thing that we can talk about. Is the bed there in the present? I know it's like, I'm asking really important questions here in this episode of Hello, I Roll. No, the, the bed is not here in the present. Aha! The bed, it, it's it's a, so, a single standing guard and two boxes. So this guy moved in and he's like, you know what? All right, no one's here. No one's bothering with the place. I'm just gonna, you know, bring my furniture. Yeah. So let's talk about what this guy looks like. He's a little creep cake. He looks kind of like a, not an Igor, but like a, uh, like an Armos, like a human Armos. No, he's, it's just like a skinny, they have a very skinny humanoid frame. They're sitting on a bed at all times. They never leave, I'm pretty sure. They're wearing like a ratty tatty purple cloak and like rags and from under the hood of the cloak you can see a single red eye you can see a single red eye makes absolutely no sense also wearing a belt of the triforce what is that a belt i guess okay whatever whatever garment it is it's the, it's got the triforce i thought it was just part of their cloak <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a Triforce on a cloak. <laughs> well, Chris, I, I actually may be able to shed some light on that. Uh, do you want to jump right into the theory about this person? Or do you want to talk about what their deal is first? Yeah, let's talk about what their deal is. So we enter this uh, shop. I say shop in quotes. And the guy says, oh, you're quite an energetic young man. You're brave and handsome, too. <laughs> hey, hey. Your name is Link, isn't it? Don't be surprised. I can read people's minds. He then says, if I looked as good as you, I could run a different kind of business. What kind of business? <sighs> hey, guy. I'm glad at least we're in the future, Link. He's still a teenager. <laughs> Uh, he says, my shop is the only ghost shop in Hyrule. Because of the Great Ganondorf is a fine time for a business like this. <laughs> I can only hope the world gets even worse. The ghosts, called Poes, are spirits of concentrated hatred that appear in the fields and graveyard. Ah. They hate the world. Young man, if you catch a Poe, I will pay a lot of money for it. <laughs> so, okay, here, here comes Chris. <laughs> <laughs> malice it's malice ghosts yeah i guess at the end of the day yeah like it's they're like malice gas that forms into a guy but then why does he want to collect pose well not not the pose but just poe souls like if you kill a poe it drops its soul and you can bottle it and you think he feeds off of it i mean you can drink a pose so did you know that like if you have one in your in a bottle you can like use it like a potion and what happens when you drink a pose so I don't remember. <laughs> to you. It will randomly either restore a portion of Link's hearts or deplete them until he has only a partial heart remaining. Oh, okay. Randomly one or the other. Depends how nasty that soul is. You're playing Russian roulette with uh, po juice. Hey, Chris. <sighs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> What 
does a po soul taste like? What does a po soul taste like? What does it taste like, Chris? Let's hear Chris's thoughts on what a po soul tastes like. I feel like it's like a town's worth of people's burps all in one jar. Oh. Just like 30 burps all contained in one jar. Acidic. And then you you crack that jar open and you just slurp it up. And it just like hits you in the face and the throat all at once. Oh, do you think you breathe it? Is that like... Do you think... Do you think you drink it or or eat it? Based on the sound effects, I assume you drink it. I, there's nothing liquidy about that. Yeah, I get. Or maybe you just have to swallow it to like keep it down. <laughs> oh, what do you think a postal tastes like? Honestly, what you said sounds pretty evocative. Uh, unfortunately, but I'm gonna guess like it tastes like how other people's garbage smells. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're kind of going for the same thing. Like, just rancid. And like when you smell a rancid smell, but like your mouth also might happen to be open when you smell that smell and it just gets into, it just gets into too much of your face at once. Uh Uh-huh. That mm -hmm. that is what it's like to consume a postal. I think we're on the same page. Anyway, so so this postal collector wants you to go around Hyrule Field and collect 10 postals. What did you think of this side quest? I thought it was fine. I mean, you know, it, it takes some time because night will go by quicker than you expect if you're, you know, if you need it to be nighttime. Yeah. Some of these are pretty tough, right? Like it, you're, you're hunting Poe. Yeah. Big Poe. So you've got to pull out your bow and you've got to shoot them before they disappear. Spoiler, you get a bow. You get a bow for the Poe. <laughs> so basically what happens is you like hit an invisible flag or a marker somewhere on Hyrule Field uh-huh. and it spawns the Poe. And the Poe goes from location A where it spawns to location B somewhere slightly further on the map of Hyrule Field. Yeah. And it'll it'll be in existence for like 15 seconds and you've got to make sure to hit it in that time. It's a limited window. I mean, it'll also do its best to just stay ahead of you if you're riding around an opponent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, For the most part, I think six or seven of these were really not much of a problem. They don't even attack you really, right? They just drop flames that sit there. Yeah, which it's not really a threat. I think where this like kind of stinks is when they go around edges or when they go through walls, which I think kind of happens with one or two of them. Okay. Uh, Because again, if you're riding a Pona, right, you're like moving a Pona with like one thumbstick and then you're aiming and shooting the bow with the other. Uh Uh-huh. And the sensitivity back in the N6 64 days was kind of all over the place. It was also inverted controls. It's also inverted controls. So it's a little unruly. Uh, that being said, it's not an impossible task. And once you do it, uh, you bring them back to the... The Poe Collector. The Poe Collector. That's their name. And he gives you he gives you points, like some amount of points for each one, right? Like, yeah, on, on like a points card, I think. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> Uh, so, so regular Poe are worth certain amount of points. Big Poe are worth more. Is that the case? Do small one give you points? I'm pretty sure you only get points for the big ones. Because you get, uh, whenever you hand in a big Poe, you get 50 rupees and 100 points on your card. I only ever handed in big Poe soul. I guess I assumed that you would get half the points for a regular one, but you're right. Yeah, because that's the point. Because the, the big ones are finite. Right, right. 
So you, you bring Ten back and he says, young man, you're a genuine ghost hunter. Because of you, I have an extra inventory of big posts. So this will be the last time I can buy a ghost. And you get the jar, the bottle that he you've been using to bottle them up this whole time. Well, now he has even less inventory space. <laughs> That's true. And now you have another bottle with which to catch more souls, I guess. Yeah, I the one thing about this guy that just throws me off is why what is why the triforce <laughs> he's got a picture of a triforce behind him on his bed kind of a badly drawn one <laughs> yeah right like it's it, it's intentional when you have a badly drawn triforce like that they're putting it there as a decoration he is also wearing one he's also wearing one that's why i was saying before like what is his deal is he like a member of the royal family can we can we think of someone who this could be in the past i i think you might be leading the witness chris i think you might know the theory of who this person is who's the theory no i genuinely don't you really don't (laughs) no is there a theory let's in order to explain this we need to take a glimpse into the past real quick well into the present i guess oh it's so confusing so if you go to in this guard shack in the present there's just one guy here right standing in this spot gotcha i guess okay yep no well here it's not just that that he's in that spot that's not the only reason it's more than that If you talk to this guard in this shack at night, he says a different block of dialogue. Would you like me to to, uh, do a dramatic reading for you? Oh, I would love it. Okay. I have to, since I'm a a Hyrule guard, I have to sound lazy at the work on that. Hang on. Man, I am so tired. The night watch is so boring. I wish some ghosts would come out or something. Hey, I'm really interested in ghosts. Studying them is a hobby of mine. But you never know. The the time might come when that kind of knowledge might be useful. Oh boy, there you go. There's not even any question. It's that guy. (laughs) This is the guy. I don't know why he turned into this, you know, red cycloptic ghost man. Absolute uh, freak, yeah. I I guess malice, right? I guess the idea is he's fully cursed. That's the only... I mean, he also seems to like Ganondorf, so... Yeah, but we we see Ganondorf's presence kind of enrapture characters uh you know like uh let's say some characters in lon lon ranch maybe i guess yeah i mean he has i guess he's very charismatic that Ganondorf, or very scary or very scary <laughs> that might be the thing i mean charisma score goes into either one but <laughs> you know but what what is your deal creep cake i don't want to i want to know what his like what his whole story is about like okay if you're this guy in the shack in the present and you just like ghost fine whatever ganondorf takes over turns most of the the populace into re-deads i think but this guy is like okay you know what i hid out here ganondorf didn't find me in here so i'm just like hiding out thinking about ghosts and then he just decides why not i'm just gonna go feral in here and don't not care i mean he's not really all he's doing is collecting ghosts right like if if he's gotten interest seven years ago now he's just got like a collection obsession right you've collected figurines or or manga or something so so (laughs) in the cafe this dude this dude is just happy to let his freak flag fly and collect like a series of bottled ghost burps wait 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 what did he say pose are when he was talking about how he likes to collect them he said that they are hatred incarnate right yeah haven't we seen in the past timeline wise someone else obsess over man's hatred probably it's kind of a common vati 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 i'm talking about (laughs) vati 
<laughs> right? And it kind of started to, it, it kind of got to him and it consumed oh. him and made and, and shaped who he was. Granted, yeah, he got like a whole hat that made him a, a sorcerer supreme and everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, okay. And he has a single red eye, it seems to be. And that, as we know, like, or as we know, look at me. As we know, yes. As we can say definitively. As, as we have inferred over the course of this show, one of the main physical effects of malice is eyes. <laughs> yes. One of the main effects of malice is a singular red eye. Sometimes singular. Appearing where it's not right for it to be. Yeah. So here you, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. This is uh, the modern day Vati. We figured it out. Wow. That was not. This not well, wait a minute. Are you saying he's the modern day Vati just because he wears purple? Is that really the main reason? Oh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. I don't think he's really. Uh, he's. I mean, okay. Vati was not. No, he's not actually. Vati, Vati was not a huge threat overall. Like historically speaking, he was not a huge threat. This guy, I don't think is a threat at all. I think he's just Wait, weird. wait, wait. You can't say that about Vati. Vati literally captured fairies and the princess and brought them to the Wind Palace. Right, but he doesn't get constantly reincarnated. He had one good run, okay. and the rest of the time, and the rest oh. of the time, he was running loose. <laughs> okay, you're right. He's not literally Ganondorf. He's still pretty bad, all things considered. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we have given this guy uh, his fair due. There's one more NPC we should probably talk about in Hyrule Field. Uh, it's the Running Man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I first saw this guy, I was like, oh, it's the Mailman or it's the Postman. But mm-hmm. he's kind of not that in this game, right? No, he's just some guy who prefers to run. He just likes to run. When I looked him up on the wiki, they compared this guy to the Running Man in Kakariko Village in uh, Link to the Past. But I don't really see any similarities. Yeah, I remember I remember looking up the comparison between the two. I really don't get it. I mean, if you say like it's just the another other running man font but also i mean characters get reincarnated all the time in this series yeah and it doesn't have the same like outfit or like i guess you can kind of chase it down with the bunny hood which is this game's version of the pegasus boots in some ways but not in this game no sir you can't chase them down with the bunny hood the bunny hood doesn't make you faster in this game you're thinking of majora's mask i'm thinking of majora's mask <laughs> yeah where the, where the bunny hood is good yes 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 <laughs> Uh, the bunny hood can be sold to him in this game. That's what I'm confusing it with. Right. And he'll give you, I think, like the maximum amount of money. He'll give you a butt ton of rupees. I think it's like it's comparative to the size of your wallet, actually. Mm-hmm. He fills it up. He also wears the bunny hood wrong. Did you see him put this thing on? No, I didn't notice that. Because you know you know how Link wears the bunny hood, where it's like a hairband, kind of, right? Yes. The, the running man puts it on to where the bunny eyes are over his eyes. Huh. Which is nothing. You just can't see. That's, yeah. And he acts like, like he, he's very excited to get, like he knows what this is. It's not like he doesn't know what this is. Like that's yeah. just, I don't know. It's because he wants to return to nature or something. I know he said something like, oh yeah, there used to be this, this animal known as a rabbit that was hunted to extinction that don't exist anymore. Ah, it sounds to me like someone is a Kokiri who lost his way or he wants to be one. Who? What? Huh? You said he wants to return to nature. I get, I mean, to, to be like a bestial animal more. More like not, you know, disappear in the woods. All right. All right. So the, you know, going into some dev stuff, the map data manager from Ocarina of Time has gone on the record about the running man. He says the running man seems like someone you can beat, but you cannot. That makes him Link's greatest rival. In a way, he's even more powerful than Ganon. But the reason why you (laughs) cannot outrace him in this game is because we couldn't think of anything to give the player as a reward for beating him. Uh huh. mm -hmm. I appreciate that honesty. The only thing I loved, there was the, um, Oh, not games done quick. What, what was the 
thing, the speed run thing. Oh, there is a buck wild speed run uh, that devolves into a full on like fan yeah. made game. What was the name of the uh, the event where that was done? I think it was an awesome games done quick. Games done quick. I thought that's where you make games. Games done quick is a speed running event. There's so many events. I can't keep this stuff straight. Anyway, but yeah, no, apparently there was some kind of thing where if you time traveled to get ahead of the running man, I don't know how that works, then you would, you know, be able to cheat him and he would know that you cheated him and then he'd want to fight you. And that whole thing led to a bizarre, surreal cutscene that never existed, a battle, and then events literally from other games. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. I don't know how much of that actually came from a cart or how much it was no, added. Cause I would say none of that. Almost none of that came from a cart, probably. No, I'm pretty sure some of it did. Otherwise, why would they include that? I think it was like a fun joke. Because like, because there's individual assets like the unicorn fountain and like the Triforce. They literally have the Triforce as an item in there. Right. Like, I think I think there was a thing that was just like a remnant on a cart that was never actually used in the game. Yeah. No, it's all fun stuff. Um, I have a few other small spots throughout Hyrule Field to talk about. Do you have any other big things? Small spots being like holes? <laughs> yeah, we could talk about some holes. I don't think we need to talk about holes. I, okay, I kind of want to because I think it leads to like this really interesting kind of game design where like, okay, you get an item later called a shard of agony yes and like the shard of agony vibrates when there's secrets nearby right right so like the shard of agony will like make a noise if you're by a tree and you bang into the tree and it gives you a bomb and if the tree gave, gives you a bomb you can you think you know well, that's weird why would it do that you bomb the ground near the tree and a hole opens up right yeah a lot of the time if the if the shard of agony goes off it'll be either like bomb the ground here or uh use the song of storms mm -hmm. to make like what a landfill yeah 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 make and it'll lead to great fairies appearing but it's like this thing that i love about like hyrule field where I feel like it's showing you like the new rules of Zelda in 3D yeah. without over explaining them, without stopping you with dialogue and saying, this is how you do stuff. Right. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of OK with you never seeing them. Like if you don't want to be bothered with what's in the holes or, or bombing. Things. Oh, yeah. It's only uh, most of them are really only important if you want 100 percent the game. Right. Because like, a lot of the times it's going to be heart pieces or a cow. Right. So it leads to this thing of like, do you see a lone tree in Hyrule Field? Eventually you become of the mindset of like, oh, well, I might as well roll into that and see what happens. And it might be a gold sculptula. I think you're, I think you're giving me a little too much credit, Chris. Because uh, the, the moment I found out that I could roll into trees, I immediately dropped everything I was doing and rolled into every single tree that I had passed thus far. Oh, no. I think most of the valuable trees to roll into are like lone trees. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Didn't stop me, though. Once you know that, it's pretty easy to remember that. But yeah, I guess it could be pretty unfortunate your first playthrough. But like so many things are placed with with like a purpose and like there's um a lone boulder in the future where like if you walk by it's like weird that it's placed where it is but if you walk by it one of the po for the po hunt pops up and it's like oh okay that's why they wanted to direct me to this boulder uh -huh. so it's almost like this design theory that you see in a big way in breath of the wild especially with like korok puzzles right right right, right but right. i i think i think they're toying around with it here and 
I think this is just Zelda in a nutshell, and this is them learning what that looks like in a 3D space. That's fair, honestly. And that's kind of why I like Hyrule Field, even though it's a bit barren. That that said, I do kind of like that they didn't revisit random holes in the ground going forward. Sure. I feel like that's similar to like random holes in the walls in the 2D games, especially the early 2D games. Yeah, it's kind of, but at least the ones in the walls, they have the thing where you can hit the wall to see if it's hollow or not. That's something. That's true. But is it really that much more fun if, oh, the purpose is you hit every wall to hear if, if there's a different sound effect? I mean, what I mean is that you can actually like tell where something is. They give you a mechanic to find a thing. For sure, for but sure. But meanwhile, if, if the Shard of Agony goes off for a hole in the ground and you have to use the bomb you can actually just miss several times with the bomb before you actually find the spot that's a great point yes it's not a perfect system by any means i have a question about holes (laughs) (laughs) Uh which is a very fun sentence uh i have a question about holes chris you drop into most any given hole in ocarina of time or majora's mask and usually it's a small, like, I think they're called grottos, like yes. a small little area that with like grass and bugs and it's oh, some water with fish. And a treasure chest most of the time. And a single beehive. Yeah. Please don't ask about the cows. Please don't ask about the cows. Please don't ask about the cows. Well, <laughs> I mean, my assumption with the cows is that they just fell in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the cows at a later point. That's I'm not I'm not overly concerned about the cows. Okay. Uh my question though is how you get out most of the time cuz in the in in the N64 games it's just like a little like a little octagonal panel that you step on with light shining down on it and like the sides of the the panel are like have rainbow colors on them it's like a metallic it's like a if you used to collect like cards and you every now and then you would get like a special card it would be like a hologram yes, card yes 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 exactly it's a holographic little panel that you stand on uh-huh. uh in the 3ds version it's actually like a little like like a little relic tile like with symbols and stuff that you can step onto oh wild i wonder if that can be deciphered into like the hyrulean language it beats me but like what what is this is there any explanation at all chris is there anything that can possibly explain this Chris? i've been kind of on a roll with uh when i get very confused and scared of a question you ask i say hylia can i say hylia here it could be hylia there we go you like it wait I figured out the cows. (laughs) 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 Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Majora's Mask, okay? Pete, what's happening? Majora's Mask. We're making such good time. There is a side quest. There is a side quest where... Uh, on Romani Ranch, cows are abducted by aliens, right? Yeah. I think because these are little platforms that drop down and eat on each place, the platform is directly beneath the hole, okay? I think they were dropped by aliens and sometimes- Pete, that's Termina. Right. But the same things are in Termina though. <laughs> and in Termina also you find sometimes find cows in holes. And I think that sometimes the cows will escape or something. And by some mishap, the cows that they abducted ended up in these holes along the these little like magic doodads they dropped from their ship okay i was really hoping that we could uh talk about cows and maybe lawn lawn ranch or something um so we can save hey you know what you don't have to react we can actually save this theory for lawn lawn ranch and see how our guest takes it okay 
Okay, let's save it. Let's let's bottle let's bottle this theory up and save it uh, and reapproach it in that episode. <laughs> oh boy! All right, bringing us back down to Earth, and by Earth I mean Hyrule Field. There are a few other just very small things I wanted to talk about before we you know start to wrap up the the shape of the map itself. Did you think of anything when when looking at the map of Hyrule Field? Wait, so like, does the shape remind me of anything? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just get straight to it. I find it hard to not see Link's face. Really? I just see like a fishy face. I see an eye in the center where no. Lon Ranch is. No. I see a no. nose on the left, bottom left side. It's like <laughs> no. looking down and to the right. I you see Link's to. hair at the top. Chris, you have to share this on the Instagram and on the Discord. I, okay. This is not, this is not like a very close, highly, heavily cropped picture of Link winking at the camera now that you see it though i'm not look i'm not saying it's meant to be that i'm just asking if you're seeing what i'm seeing i'm seeing what you're like trying to impose on the screen i don't think that's what this is okay okay fair enough i'm gonna share it on the instagram and the discord and uh if you aren't a part of the discord you can join the discord and tell pete how wrong he is about that one yeah you know what if you see if you genuinely truly like in your heart of hearts do see this in the map then yeah sure okay fine a few more areas to talk about in hyrule field before we wrap up there's more we didn't really talk about the entrance to gerudo valley at all what about it it's it's like you go up a pathway with some fencing yeah it's just kind of like a stony mountainous area yeah, um, which, hey, you know what? More barbed wire fences there. So kudos to the war theory. There you go. There you go. It's coming together. There's a lot of boulders that have, and like, I think one of them has a hole under it. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a rock circle formation outside of Gerudo Valley that if you bomb the center of it, uh, it leads down to a hole, which that's a hey, very Breath of the Wild puzzle. Well, like leaning down to a hole, huh? Yeah. Aliens. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad theory. I'm saying I wasn't mentally prepared for you to toss that my way. I wasn't prepared for the cows. I need to prep myself up for the cows. I need to take a cold shower before the cow comes. You gotta, you gotta mentally and physically prepare yourself for cows. And as much as I don't like Kapor Gabor in this game, do something I do like, especially the first time you're traversing Hyrule Field, is like you just see his uh, silhouette in the distance on the trees. Yeah, and that kind of tells you different places that you can go that you haven't traversed to yet. Oh, is that what decides where he is? Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Because he's waiting to give you like a, a tutorial. Yes, yes, yes. He's waiting to do his dialogue. But like, again, if you put the game down, you bring it back up, you're in Hyrule Field, you forget where you need to go. Uh-huh. I mean, sure, you have Saria Song and you have Navi and whatnot, but you can also just see this owl in the distance. Kepora, and- Kepora is one of those relics of this game where like, if you know the the flow of the game and where to go, Kapor becomes incredibly annoying. Yeah, yeah. But it is also kind of a little bit the, the Navi effect of like, it's not like that bad. It's not that bad. I will say, though, I'm surprised that Kapor didn't, you know, go off as the most annoying, quote unquote, the most annoying character of all time, <laughs> you know, the way Navi did. Yeah, I think Navi is, if anything, too far in the background of this game, but it is what it is. Last little detail that I really have in my notes to talk about is something I learned while playing for this season of Hell Hyrule. 
you can climb up the gates of the drawbridge outside of Castletown. Oh, yeah. And there are invisible rupees up there. And then if you jump towards the center right. of the gate of Castletown, there's like a big red rupee or something. Oh, there's a big one too? I thought you just get like regular reds. I think it's a regular red. Sorry, that's what I meant. But like, it's definitely worth early game climbing up those chains for the drawbridge. Yeah. I mean, by this point in the game, you probably already have a full wallet anyway. You think? Like right after the inside the Deku tree? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Like, there's all sorts of monsters and stuff to, to get stuff. I mean, especially if you're, you know, rolling into trees and whatnot on the way here. Okay, not everyone rolled into every tree in Hyrule Field like you apparently did, I do think. Right, but who, how many people are playing this game for the first time? I don't think, I think at least everyone in America has played this game for the first time already. <laughs> By law, yes. <laughs> By law. <laughs> I can't speak for other countries. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else? Any other fun facts about Hyrule Field? Man, I am tapped. I I. I can't think of anything else. Wait a minute. Hey, Chris, before we head to the post office. Oh, no. Do you have any Hello Hyrule travel recommendations? Oh, I completely forgot about these again. <laughs> so did I this time. All right. I'm going to be winging them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's have some fun. All righty. Let's have some fun. Recommended photo op, recommended attraction, and our best bite. So my best bite... <laughs> determined to start with the best bite i feel like the easy answer to this is saying some dumb stuff like p hat anything right i, feel, I mean it, it's a plant right i feel like that's uh, the obvious one that's the obvious one i'm not gonna take the obvious route Nuh-uh. okay me what i'm what i'm gonna eat for my best bite oh well, I, i'm hoping you'll tell me chris what I'm going to eat? Yeah, you. You, Chris. For for my best bite. Keeping me in anticipation. Bet it's really good. <laughs> what I'm going to eat for my best bite <laughs> is what if we cooked... What if we cooked... What if we cooked? What if we cooked Kaipora Gaibora? Oh! <laughs> A Kaipora... Hear me out. Kaipora Guy Burger. Okay. Right? So like, you know, there's a point in everyone's life and and like maybe you're a vegetarian or a vegan, in which case almost all of these conversations are probably pretty upsetting and I'm sorry. Uh But there's like a point in people's life where they realize, oh, like duck burger is kind of good. Sure. Turkey burger. Turkey burger is good. I bet you owl burger wouldn't be too bad. I don't know about that, Chris. (laughs) Do you enjoy this burger? No, yes. Owls... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the no yes burger i i think i feel i suspect that an owl is a pretty lean bird probably yeah but i mean you got i don't know you just got a lot of meat that's a big that's a hefty that's a hefty owl it also does speak okay sorry most things in these games that we eat speak sometimes this is okay this is why you're not the hero chris this is why okay so actually i do feel bad because i am kind of convinced that that owl translates back to uh not only a person but maybe a sage maybe a very important person pretty sure so not only cannibalism but dooming all of hyrule uh Okay, well... You were three for three for the cannibalism, my friend. Almost immediate regret there. What were you going to say? My best bite. (laughs) Chris, I'm going to make you feel... (laughs) either real ashamed or real mad at me you're gonna say kaipora guy burger this is no i'm not chris 
You want bird? I'll give you bird. This is this is a, the first map in the game in which uh, the day-night cycle comes into effect, right? Mm -hmm. What happens when morning strikes? You hear the rooster, the cuckoo. Mm-hmm. There it is, cuckoo burgers. Oh, you cheated. You know, there was a point. There was a point in my brain, and I stopped myself because I have restraint. Where I almost said something from the cow. I almost said mac and cheese with the milk from the cows in the in hey, the grotto. Hey, Chris, you know what that would be? Perfectly legit. No, I say Kaipora Guy Burger, and my choice is better for it. <laughs> Okay, what's your alluring attraction? My alluring attraction. Wait, sorry. How do you cook how do you cook the kuko? Kuko burger? Oh, do you do a kuko burger? Yeah, I'm doing a burger. Mine's okay, legit. Good. Okay, great. Great, great. I'm going to win What's, these chicken sandwich wars, my friend. And I, you know what? Maybe we'll put it to votes in the Discord when these episodes go up. I think that could be fun. <laughs> anyway, what is your alluring attraction? My alluring attraction is what what is it? I know what it is, but I don't know what it's called in the real world. It, what is it where you're like, you know, doing a, a, a kind of a tourist trap uh, alien sighting tour? Okay. Is there a word for that? Or is or did I just perfectly describe it? I think you perfectly described it. So like, yeah, just like a, a sort of grift of like, hey, look at these weird crop dust things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got, you got, you know, alien merch and whatnot you can buy and say, oh, okay. you know, yeah, what's that light in the sky? It's definitely not an airplane. <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. That's actually very fun. I do like cheating the idea that uh, you're cheating these people out of their money. Uh, my alluring attraction is you get a hook shot. Oh, okay. And then you hook it onto a pee hat and then you you get closer to the pee hat. Okay. Until it launches into the air. And uh -huh. then it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like jet skiing, but like you're air skiing with the pee hats. <laughs> It would never, would it ever actually hit you if you're directly underneath it? It would have to like, yeah, it would have to turn itself completely over to do that. Yeah, I guess it would try to attack you. So you would need a friend, right? So, okay, the employee in this alluring attraction is uh, antagonizing the pee hat and then running ahead. <laughs> Meanwhile, the the person on the attraction, you know, hook shots them and just kind of rides it out like a jet ski. Okay, 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 okay. Pee hat air skiing. Pee hat paragliding. Pee hat paragliding. Yes. Okay. You know what? Pretty cool. I'm into it. Okay. And what is your bodo bodo bop photo op? What's my bodo but my bodo bop for this episode <laughs> is can't say aliens twice. Oh, I should be a selfie floating on one of those floaty platforms in a hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> or at least I guess the selfie wouldn't really reveal much, would it? Someone someone else would have to take that picture. Right, right, right. Yeah, you would need the distant shot within the grotto. Right. Uh, mine, my photo op would be like you take a, a big post sole in a jar. Okay. And you smash it on the ground. And as that big Poe is escaping the jar, you take a photo of it as it breaks free. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Just that, that, that moment. Yeah. That mushroom cloud moment. The of haunted mushroom cloud behind you. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm happy with that one. Yeah, not bad. All right. Not our worst, but I guess that means that we are now coming up with a motto. Yeah, we need a we need a tagline or slogan to put on oh. the t-shirt for, for Hyrule Field. Okay, so we can either both have our own separate one or agree on one. Do you have any ideas? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. 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 Running backwards towards the future. What? For Hyrule Field? Yes. Like, run it back to a simpler time, maybe? Ooh, 
Oh, I like that. Run it back to a simpler time. It's only haunted 50% of the time. It's only only bad in the future. <laughs> no, it's only bad in the present. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no... It, it only gets better from here. <laughs> it only gets better from here, yes. Nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up. No time like the future. No time like the future. <laughs> I kind of like that. I like running it back. That's pretty good. Running it back to a simpler time. Mm. The grass is greener on every side. <laughs> okay. So we have we have a few. Running it back to simpler times. The grass is greener on every side. Uh-huh. And what was the other one we had? Uh it, it only gets it's only <laughs> there's nowhere to go but but <laughs> It only gets better. It only gets, it better, only from gets better from here. It only gets better from here. I think I've I've put I've staked my flag in uh the grass is greener on every side. <laughs> Looking forward to better things. Okay. Looking forward. Oh god, these are so hard. <laughs> It'll it'll edit down. Hyrule Field presenting a future that you won't want to sidestep. Woo, that's a little a little wordy, but I don't hate it. Everything I do is very wordy. <laughs> you know, you've you've been working creatively with me for two years. You know that. Okay, 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 okay. A destination you won't sidestep. A test. Well, yeah. Even though it's like the the destination that you do sidestep. It is the number one location you will sidestep. <laughs> Okay, I think we have a few there. Maybe what we should do is like come up with some of these that we like, uh-huh. and then we we put them in the Discord and we just let people vote on which think, they think I should think be. People, if you if like go for all the ones that like Chris named for himself, see what what Chris's should be because I'm happy with mine. Okay, I'm indecisive with mine, so yeah, we'll figure out a way to to let the community tell me which one is actually good, if any of them at all, or if you have some of your own. That also sounds fun. And speaking of the Hello Hyrule community, let's take a trip over to the post office. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we have an email here from Jason. Jason writes in. Jason. <laughs> I've got some things to say about the timeline in the Hyrule Historia. First, Triforce Heroes is not there. That's just not happening. Wait, what? Also, you guys said that you're following this timeline, so you don't need to play Triforce Heroes for the podcast. Uh... And I'm suggesting you go play the Fallen Hero timeline first. So this is a confusing email at first, but you look at the picture that he sent, and it's an outdated version, I believe, of the timeline. That He's right. It doesn't have Triforce Heroes in it. Okay. That being said, they have, since then, in the Historia, updated the timeline oh boy and triforce heroes is in fact in there smushed between a link between worlds and the original legend of zelda so they can just like decide to put out a new edition where it's different yeah yeah i think we mentioned it in uh maybe the travel brochure but someone wrote in that they have a little asterisk saying like this represents the timeline as of right now and things can shift around at any point well then what's the point of even telling us what the timeline is <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, for us, it just gives us something to go by. I'm kind of not complaining. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. What if at some point they just decide like, oh yeah, no, Skyward Sword is last. <sighs> Majora's Mask takes place before Ocarina. Can you imagine? Like that would just put our whole our whole podcast into shambles. The whole... <laughs> I mean, it's fine. If they're not going to take it seriously, I think we shouldn't take it too seriously either at the end of the day. That's a pretty good point, yeah. Um, do you want to read the first review? Yes, I do. Great pod, five stars on Apple Podcasts by oh <laughs> oh 
how do I give it a give it a give it a fun Italian accent? Fecaluz. Fecalucci. Perfect. Fecalucci. Yeah, that is not a that's not a fun name. Nope. <laughs> um, as a podcast, this is an amazing listen. When I was in the hospital recovering from broken legs from injuries sustained on Fun Fun Island, this podcast helped save my sanity. I haven't hired these gentlemen as tour guides because I have to wait two weeks to be guided through a new place, and that's a long time. Maybe if they did three weeks on and one week off, I would be happier. Anyway, if anyone knows a good lawyer, let me know. I'm suing that oh. clown Dodo. Yeah, stay away from Dodo. I, you know, yeah. we're we're three seasons removed from Dodo, but the threat of him, I've never shaken that off. He's a walking OSHA violation. It's not a good time over on Fun Vinyl. Like you, you don't hear about anyone in Skyloft enjoying the place. No, and oh my surprise! Can you can you imagine my surprise when I booted up Twilight Princess last year? And I found another clown that just launches people <laughs> out of uh, cannons. It's just like it never ends. It just brought me right back there to the bad place. I. <laughs> I have thoughts about those guys, but I'm going to hold on to it for later. Okay, we'll get there. Hide and Seek writes in, Hey, Hide, we know Hide from the Discord. Hyde writes in, One day I was walking around the woods and found this podcast. Don't ask me how, I still don't know. But I listened to all the seasons in a matter of weeks and loved learning about Hyrule from your tours. It actually inspired me to leave my home in Korok Forest oh. and explore the world around me. As a Korok, writing is very difficult, but I thought I would send you messages about what I find around Hyrule. I will give you guys an update when I get to the Great Plateau. Until then, what does a Korok seed taste like? Oh, this feels like a trick. This is kind of messed up because he's a Korok, isn't he? Yeah, and we know what Korok seeds are. No, no, no. That's cannibalism, <laughs> right? That's transitive cannibalism. I was going to say they're little poops. No, they're... Aren't they little poops? I was going to say they're Kokiri, aren't they? They used to be, but now right. they're but now they're like plant people. But they still have that consciousness. It's still cannibalism. Banned. Hide. You're banned. I'm sorry, buddy. I'll see you in the Discord. <laughs> He also sent us a really cute little picture of a Korok writing a postcard in, which is uh, super cute. And hide your art rules. Thank it's you for- It's so uh, cute. Yes. It has a little tour bus on it. It's very good. Do you want to share our next postcard? 10 stars out of five. A five-star review, curiously, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. From the one, the only hero of time. Wait, really? Like the hero of time? Oh, it's the one, the only. I, I wasn't sure that they could write. <laughs> In any case, the one, the only hero of time says, yeah. Okay, suddenly it's all coming together. <laughs> and then a translation. Hey there, after I received the Ocarina of Time, I experimented with different songs and accidentally wound up back in time, I think. But due to two travel guides, I was able to explore the area and find out what era I was in. They called it the Era of the Sky, I believe. Then I tried to get back and wound up in a time that there were Minish, and I was guided by the descendants of those two guides. And after a few thousand kinstone fusions, I've arrived back to the beginning of my own adventure, and mysteriously, the guides have some 
somehow manage to get into the Lost Woods and not get lost and are giving an amazing description of everything they see. P.S. What would Navi taste like? Not that I've seriously given the idea much thought. P.P.S. Please stop criticizing the guards. I still need to sneak past them and I won't be able to if they are at the top of their game. Uh, good news. The top of their game is still pretty lazy. Yeah, no. I mean, the highest they reach is zero. So I think you're doing okay. Also, thank you for continuing the trend. I just shout out to everyone for continuing the trend of making our review section the most useless, ridiculous, <laughs> fantastical... Like someone like genuinely uh, trying to just understand if this is a good, valuable podcast and they get brought along all of these like role playing uh, reviews. I love it. Genuinely warms my heart so much. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Honestly, like it's a uh, interesting side uh, benefit that we've been getting from the show. I wasn't expecting this. Um, Navi, we answered. Didn't we answer that already? Navi. And yes, we did. I think we said that's cannibalism banned. Cannibal it tastes like cannibalism banned. So. <laughs> We banned uh, two people in one postcard section. We're doing great. <laughs> we get them to review the show and then we ban them. We're done with them. I think this is our fourth link, by the way. Well, well, we know that there's like 11 or 12 of them. It's fine. That's a good point. Jasper writes in, what does malice taste like? I thought something spicy rolled in dirt. What does dirt taste like, actually? Jasper, what does dirt taste like, bud? <laughs> You want to explain that to us? You want to you let us know how you came up with that? <laughs> you rolling around in dirt, Jasper? Yeah. How's that dirt taste, Jasper? Uh, I think that Malice would taste... Have you ever... Are you familiar with ghost peppers? I am, yes. I think Malice would be like if you had three ghost peppers at once. I mean, that's the same amount of spice, isn't it? I would imagine three ghost peppers would legally bring you uh, to a physical state of death. <laughs> I would imagine. I've had one at a time and it's no good. Anyway, three ghost peppers. What's your answer, Pete? Uh, for malice? Something bad. What's what's a bad thing? Fruit stripe gum. <laughs> wow. You can tell uh, Pete has had a long week because his answer was something bad slash fruit stripe gum. Have you? No. For, have you had fruit stripe gum? Uh, it's awful. Is that the one with the tattoo stuff? I don't know if they still do that. But, but yes, they did at one point. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. like completely unremarkable gum that was like pretty much their selling point was like the weird tattoo stuff. It's baffling that they're still in business, to be perfectly honest. But that's what malice tastes like. Calamity Ganon, the, the being of malice, that is yeah. just like a big old blob of uh, chewed. Here's the thing, okay? Is that malice is like what? It's just like a conglomeration of like DNA and ghosts. <laughs> That's really it, right? It turns into other stuff, but malice just starts off as like, you know, the swirly stuff. Right, 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 right. Okay. And, and now that you're questioning me, Chris, I'm going to double down. <laughs> Fruit stripe gum. Okay. I mean, yeah, there you go. There, I hope that's the answer you were expecting uh, when you wrote in. This fruit stripe gum <laughs> suddenly makes my three ghost peppers seem like a lot less lazy of an answer. By the way, uh, if you like constantly want this high of asking people what weird stuff tastes like and getting a response, join our Discord. Oh, because yeah. Because we have a channel and people are just firing this stuff off nonstop in perpetuity. Just always weird stuff to eat in there. There was one, there was one, by the way, Chris, that was like, what does the ocarina taste like? And I'm like, you literally, you have to put the ocarina in your mouth to play it. You should, like, it tastes like an instrument. I saw that and I was like, we can't go down because we're getting to the point where. Where, like we're just gonna start eating architecture yeah we're just gonna not... start 
like we've gone past like oh this cute thing can be cooked and it's like no i can put architecture in my mouth now and i can bite down with my teeth and i will it was not it was not my intent to turn you and i into the willy wonkas of hyrule (laughs) just like everything you see you can eat do you want to take this next uh postcard from adam sure adam says I just listened to your newest episode on the Kokiri Forest, and I have a theory why they never stopped doing their tasks to help Link over the seven years he was gone. The Great Deku Tree would send out fairies to the other Kokiri, who would give out instructions from the Great Deku Tree to the Kokiri. I dare you to diagram that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) So, after the Great Deku Tree died, the fairies never got new instructions after that. So the fairies told the Kokiri to do what was the last command from the Great Deku Tree, which was to help Link. From the Bokoblin that likes kicking bombs adam p.s link must die i mean that isn't too far off from kind of what we were talking about that's, that's kind of where my head was at too actually that makes sense either it's the fairies or it's the deku tree and someone stopped giving orders and they're just in this loop of keeping the the frontier town going yeah i think that makes sense adam also like link argue let's not get ahead of ourselves there's an argument that link must die uh-huh it's not set in stone just yet we have a whole season ahead of us still uh if you have any opinions on how cow <laughs> you can send us a postcard at hyrulepod at gmail.com or by dropping us a rating and review on apple podcasts we'll read your message here and you'll be helping more listeners like you to find the show you can also find the show on twitter insta and tumblr at hyrulepod and if you want to find us individually on twitter i am at the edge of my beat and i am at a man named babs b-a-b-s also you can find us on ko-fi if you want to support us financially in any way you can do so there it'll get you access to some kind of casual game chats we have one up there right now about kingdom hearts and mario plus rabbit sparks of hope yes we also have early access to bonus episodes for hello hyrule like right now we have one for us ranking all of the zelda games in different (laughs) tiers uh, which was a lot of fun to do and you can also read Pete's TTRPG. It's like multiple documents yes. uh, of complete character building worksheets for Zelda. Well, it's mostly monsters. Most of those pages are monsters. There's some there's some cool non-monster stuff in there too, though. Like you've taken a lot of considerations. And it's been really cool to see the community start to react to it and pick it apart. I'm so uh, excited. Oh, and, and that's because uh, as a supporter on Kofi, you also get a role to a special supporter-only Discord channel. So you can talk to us there about Legends of Delta, the tabletop RPG, or anything else as a supporter. But yeah, whether or not you're a supporter, you should make your way over to our Discord channel. It's been a lot of fun. We have daily questions, which lead to hours of conversation every day. Yep. We have a What Would That Taste Like channel, like I mentioned before. We're sharing music. Every now and then, I've been streaming Breath of the Wild or Ocarina of Time into one of the voice chats in there and just chatting with the community. I gotta get into that at one point. It's a lot of fun, and I'd love to see you all in there. And thank you once again to Chill Boy Beach for the use of our intro and outro music. If you want to hear more synthwave zelda goodness you can find his album the hero of synth on youtube spotify or bandcamp yes it's really good stuff guys that's gonna do it for this episode of hello hyrule thank you for listening next episode we're stepping into castle town arguably one of the most interesting locations of the game that's like a non-dungeon area we're having a shopping trip we're having a shopping trip almost the whole almost the whole episode is gonna be a a hyrule business highlight maybe and we also have our first guest on that episode episode so it should be interesting first guess of the season that's gonna be cool that's gonna be cool i've been looking forward to this one mm-hmm. but until then i have been pete and i've been chris excuse me podcast
Wait, I figured out the cows. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 